Hello, Fig Nuts, and welcome to the Nothing to Play podcast, a mediocre podcast about video games, movies, and foot fetishes. As always, I'm your host, Justin Time Carter, your boy, and uh, we got another uh, exciting episode for you this week. We got another guest. We have uh, the fabulous Mr. Tanner Coach. <laughs> already off to a great start. Well, for podcast purposes, let's say my last name is Coach. So, I'm, yeah, I'm Tanner Coach, uh, here to join the NTP podcast. I'll abbreviate for uh, for short purposes. Glad to be here. <laughs> for the record, Tanner's last name is Coke, but for... All the time I knew Tanner, I thought it was pronounced coach, and I said it one day, and everyone thought I was joking, and I was dead serious, and they were like, you know that's not his last name, right? And I felt so bad <laughs> when I said I was like, I've never said your last name up until that point, so I didn't know. <laughs> it's kind of become a thing with me now. I, after that, it's like, I, at work, I when I meet people, like I won't ever say my last name. It's like, oh, I'm Tanner, and then they'll see my last name like all the time. And nobody ever asks, ever. And I'll just wait and see how long I'll know a person before they have to be in a position where they have to say my name and they literally don't know how to say it. But they've known me for so long that they won't ask. <laughs> it just It's just a circle that never ends, but I just do it to myself. Well, that's like when I worked at Target, there was this one dude who called me Jason for like six months. <laughs> And I never corrected him. And then one day in the break room, he heard someone call me Justin. And he like <laughs> was standing there, and he's like, your name's not Jason? And I was like, no. I'm like, it's not. And he's like, but I've been calling you Jason all this time. I'm like, yeah, I know. Literally every single time I'm on the phone with a stranger, they're like, what's your name, sir? I'm like, oh, I'm Tanner. I'm like, hi, Taylor. And I'm like, oh, it's Tanner. And I'm like, oh, okay, Taylor. So here's how it goes. Like, everybody always hears Taylor. I don't know if I have like an accent or something. Or what? I know everybody sounds weird in the recordings, as you stated in one of your previous episodes. I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> well, you'd make a cute tailor. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> so, how have you been? I haven't seen you since your wedding. Yeah, um, I've been. Which ma- was like beginning of this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way, back in, way back in February. Although we did uh, touch down to see Endgame as well in between that. But yeah, that's quite a bit of time. Uh, yeah, man, I've been married, <laughs> I've been, like, it's odd, I've been doing a lot of traveling this year, I've been lucky enough to do that, I've just been, like, everywhere this year, <laughs> like, I went to Europe, went to France, um, England, um, all over the place, Hawaii, <laughs> now I'm forgetting, God, there's damn. been so many places, <laughs> Las Vegas, you know, this has been a year full of, like, being gone, which has been dope, so, like, I've just been, like, I did the math, I did like, I spent like 15% of the year like outside of the state, so that's pretty cool. (laughs) Whatever gets you out of the desert. You can't complain about that. For sure. Dude, didn't you go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in England? I did, yes I did. And it's, oh god. Alright, whatever. So, like, oh, it's so embarrassing. Like, we go there, and it was the most incredible thing. Like, And we saw a lot of amazing things on those two weeks we spent going all across Europe. But, man, <laughs> the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, literally, they sit you in this room before you go into the Great Hall. Like, it's like the literal Great Hall. Like, it's yeah. uh, this, they have, like, sets from all the movies and all the props, all the costumes, like, everything. It's, like, incredible. And they have you in this room, and they're literally just showing you, like, videos that are, like, all around the room. 
and, and they have and then they sit you in a movie theater and it's just like the actors and directors and producers and shit like that just like talking about the making of the movie and like what you're about to see and i literally cried <laughs> it was not my proudest moment but like i was just like nerdcoring so hard over harry potter at that moment in time that i just like felt like a child again it was like awesome Chantel's like looking over at you. She's like, dude, is this motherfucker for real right now? <laughs> She's like, uh, I didn't get a prenup, did I? <laughs> like, like Harry from the first movie is on the screen and you're like sobbing your eyes at this 14 year old boy. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's whatever, man. It's just, you know, sentiments, the, the love I have with the franchise. Dude, but that's dope. Like, I when we went to Ireland, we were wanted to go over to England while we were there, since it's like cheap as fuck to fly from Ireland to England. It's only like thirty or forty bucks or fucking something like that. Oh fuck! And yeah. we were gonna go to legit like, like what you guys went to instead, because I was like, I do want to go to it, and I would even settle for going to the one in California or where I think that's where the other one is, right? It's in California. Yeah, well, in like, California Florida. is like. That's like a universal thing, which I have been to, and it's awesome. That's like a theme park thing. This thing that I went to is like literally like they the legit. they converted the old Warner Brothers uh, studio set that they filmed the movies on, and just so they wouldn't have to get rid of all these sets and shit, and they turned it into like a museum of like movie Harry Potter memorabilia and shit. And you can literally walk through like you can walk through the Dursleys' house. You can go into like. You can look at the closet that Harry was in. You go on the night bus in the outdoor area. They have, like, everything you can imagine there. It's nuts. Every costume, every prop, every set, like, that's still standing. It's nuts. See, but, that's, like, badass. Like, you would have gotten to go. <laughs> yeah, I will say, though, like, I enjoyed France more than England because, like, honestly like every stereotype that i had of both of those countries was like polar opposites like everybody in england was a total asshole like i swear to god i said like thank you and it was like i'm always super polite and i was just like saying super nice things to everybody all the time in england and they would just fucking glare at you and there's zero like table service in england you just order shit and then you have to go get it or whatever. But the good thing about it is they don't do tips in England. You don't tip people, but they also do not provide you with quality service whatsoever. <laughs> You'll sit there and order a drink and they will not give a fuck. You'll just sit there. <laughs> Was there anything in England or France that like they didn't have that we have here that you like wanted while you were there, but it just doesn't exist over there? Um... I don't know, weed. <laughs> what? People in skins smoke all the time. Yeah, that's, yeah, I know, but it's like... Is that like it's, television? Yeah, yeah, I'm not Nicholas Holt, you know, beast over here, <laughs> running around smoking doobies on the shoreline. Uh, it's called a spliff. In that's England, right, it's a spliff. According yeah. to Channel But 4. what they do do, at least in France, is they all go to, like, the rivers and shit with, like, packs of beer and they're just drinking alcohol on the side like all the time everywhere there so that's pretty chill but yeah like weed's a big no-no over <laughs> in europe unless you're in like amsterdam and stuff like food wise did they have anything that like food wise hmm. well i'm kind of like i kind of have a sissy palate so like i wasn't gonna try like escargot or anything like that but like you know 
England was a lot of uh, fish and chips, of course, and they're famous for like Indian food, which I didn't see a whole lot of Indian food. Definitely a lot of fish and chips. I, we were in the city of like Bath one day, and I got fish and chips, but it, the the fish literally had all the scales and shit on it. Still, I was like, "What is this?" Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I was like. I don't like fish really to begin with, and that would be like instant, like, I'm not fucking eating that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bizarre. <laughs> um, but we went to Bruges in Belgium. That place is amazing. We had like waffles, wine, everything. And I love the movie in Bruges, so of course I had to check out like every spot from that movie. <laughs> but uh, food wise, like, I don't know, man. They got everything good over there. They got all the same shit that they have in America. They just call it something different, like uh, John Travolta says in uh, Pulp Fiction. I did not mean to put, quote that movie out of nowhere. And then once I said it, I was like, oh, that's from something. <laughs> and then I was like, I might as well give credit to where that came from. But yeah. Like I didn't well, get I didn't get a Royale cheese, but yeah, it's basically it's a lot of the same stuff. There's this place, God, I can't for the life of me remember it, but there's this like Italian place that was both in England and France, and it's like a big chain. It's like considered like fast food to them, but it's like you go in there, it's like there's just a bunch of chefs like standing around like uh, bars, and they have like fresh pasta of any sort you can think of, like right behind them. And you go and you ask for, like, anything. You want these noodles, this kind of meat, this sauce or whatever. And they make it all fresh right in front of you, like, like nothing. And it's, like, the most delicious thing I've ever had. But, like, people in England think that's, like, Sizzlers or some shit. <laughs> like, it's, like, really good. Dude, I was, like, Megan would, like, eat there every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yeah. She fucking loves pasta. I, I do not. I mean, I eat pasta, but I'm, like really picky about like what pasta i eat yeah i had a lot of steak and fries and shit there uh i had probably the best blt i've ever had right next to notre dame i was lucky enough to like go through all that before it burnt to a curse <laughs> i was there literally like weeks before it burnt down well actually no it burnt down like a month or so ago so i guess a few months beforehand but like it was literally like really close but it was nuts. We walked up to the very top bell tower, and then when I came back down to, like, the bottom of the cathedral, like, we were both shaking for, like, five minutes. There's so many stairs, and it's, like, just a really confined spiral that just goes up forever, like, both directions. And, man, I was, like, shaking for a while after that. <laughs> Dude, that's, like, uh, when we, like, because we've been to Ireland a couple times, and, like, everyone in Ireland just, like, fucking hates the English. Yeah. Like, every time, like, like there's a soccer game on, it's England, like, they are just, like, spitting on the floor. Like, they fucking hate, like, the English. They're like, fuck them, though. They're going out of the EU. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that was uh, not an Irish accent at all. That was a half-English accent. <laughs> you heard it here first. That was an accurate representation. <laughs> Man, I swear I'm good at voices. I don't know where that came from. This is very off the cuff here. But, like, fucking Megan's dad over there fucking, like, hates the English. And, like, when we were over there, like, I was, like, did post it on Facebook. I'm, like, oh, we're in Ireland. And I posted, like, the English flag. And he was fucking pissed. Like, he's, like, that's not the fucking Irish flag. Yeah, that's a much more accurate portrayal of the Irish there. Oh, shit. Oh, man. But, like, in Ireland, too, they don't have – that's what I was asking because they don't have ranch in Ireland. Sad. And I, I fucking put ranch on everything, and it's literally just like that, and like Mexican food is just like non-existent. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's pretty hard to come by, I'm sure. Yeah, and like fruit, 
is like hella expensive because it's so cold there like nothing grows so it's like you know potatoes like vegetables and shit are like pretty cheap but then like a pack of strawberries was like five dollars and there was literally like six strawberries in a pack (laughs) no thanks (laughs) yeah i was like uh and like apples and shit or like an apple was like i don't know like three bucks or fucking for an apple like because like nothing it's just so cold like it's like hard to come by dude i got a sprite at that same restaurant right next to notre dame and like i just wasn't doing like the conversion math very well like i was just like oh yeah i just want a sprite and for a Sprite, they charged me, like, $8. And it was just a bottle, like, a little glass bottle of Sprite. Jesus. Well, that's why I thought a lot of places when I went to in Ireland, um, you could charge your card in either U.S. dollars or in euros. Right. Which is nice. Because then I was like, I don't need to figure this out and get, like, if I charged it just the U.S. dollars or whatever, I didn't get the fucking whatever since like i racked up like probably at least twenty dollars and just surcharges of fucking foreign using my debit card oh yeah absolutely it's like i love it's like that's why i love going to canada it's like oh snap i can get a lot more for my money here dude if you go to fucking oh god where does he live there's a uh venezuela i think is where this guy i know he yeah He's a programmer, works on games. He lives in, like, Venezuela, and, like, their currency is, like, shit. Like, it's nothing. Because uh, they've reprinted their money so many... Like, they reprinted their money, like, six times in, like, a year. And so it just plummeted the worth of the dollar. So, like... Hold on, I'm gonna fucking look up what their dollar is worth, because it's, like, insane. Like, he was posting about it on Twitter, and he's, like... Um, like one, one of their dollar is worth like so much money here. And he's like in order and like a lot of places you can't use debit card. It's like cash. And he's like, yeah, dude, he's like, it's literally like a backpack full of cash. <laughs> like, because like you need that much money and it's like worth absolutely nothing. And why does he live there? Uh, I think he was here, but then his like work visa expired. Oh, he's and from he there. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. and he couldn't get it renewed, so he had to come back. He had to go back there, and it's just he's oh, like wanted back out. He's like, I bet he was rich as hell over there, though. But yeah, if you work over the internet, like if you're doing U.S. getting paid U.S. salary and just having it transferred to Venezuela, you're like a fucking millionaire, like over there, because it's like, <laughs> even though the internet sucks over there, apparently, but it's like Venezuelan bol bolvier is there currency oh wow here we go uh god damn i know i'm over here i'm doing bad podcasting trying to find out how much <laughs> hello every your listeners right now are like i thought we were talking about movies and video games and stuff all i've been hearing about is like fucking conversions of currency and foreign nations <laughs> Okay, so a, I, I think it looks like their money might have gone up a little bit, but so a thousand U.S. dollars here is almost ten grand over there. <laughs> wow. So like ten of their dollars is like one of our dollars. Jeez! Wow. That's a real bummer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, don't want to go there. <laughs> 
So, have you been watching any... So, okay, so I guess getting back on topic then. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, there there is a bit of video game news. Um, from the, Well, there's a couple of video game newses. Uh, I saw Insomniac got bought by Sony. Hell yeah. Wise choice, Sony. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad Sony... Sony snatched them up before fucking Epic Games could, <laughs> since Epic's been buying up games and making them Epic Store exclusives. They're just like, you will be making Spider-Man games for the rest of your days, guys. <laughs> no more Sunset Overdrives, don't want any out of this crap, I want infamous games, I want Spider-Man games, that's what you're making. <laughs> They're like, Ratchet and Clank? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they already take that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that movie didn't do too hot. Could you imagine, like, Naughty Dog going back to Crash Bandicoot or Jack and Daxter? I mean, I don't, I thought the the remake they did of Crash Bandicoot sold pretty well, but, I mean... Yeah, but could you imagine, games? like, Naughty Dog, like, you know, this god-tier studio now, like, going back and making those games again? They're going to do what, like, Microsoft did to Banjo-Kazooie and make, like, a darker, kind of edgier Banjo-Kazooie. That's gross. <laughs> Let's hope they don't do that. Um, but there was that, and then Nintendo had, like, a little 20-minute indie Nintendo Direct thing this morning that I fucking missed because I didn't realize it was at 6 o'clock in the morning. And at 7 o'clock in the morning, I was like, oh, man, I wonder what time the Nintendo Direct thing is today. And I realized it already happened, and I was like, fuck. Did you find out what happened in it? Because I have no idea about this. Yeah. Um, I mean, they revealed a handful of games. Uh, two that came out today for the Switch were uh, Hotline Miami Collection, which has Hotline Miami 1 and 2, which I do want to get because I love Hotline Miami. And uh, one of your favorites, uh, Super Hot, is on the Switch now. Yes. Wow. Like which, the, the Switch is just the gift that keeps on getting. Yeah. Like, I, although I'm sure it's not as badass as it is on the PSVR, but... It's still cool to play it anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Like, literally anything gets ported to the Switch. I'm like, I wouldn't mind playing that on the go. <laughs> like, the, that's really what I, uh, I posted. <laughs> that's what I posted on Twitter. Was, I was like, I was like, me, I was like, with all these games that I love and already own. And it was like, Nintendo, here's these games that you own, but on the Switch. And then it's SpongeBob when he has the wallet out. <laughs> he's like, her to pull his card out. Absolutely. It's like, do I want to buy Resident Evil 4 for like the third time? Like, yeah, probably. I was like, I, I do. <laughs> yeah. If it has the same controls as the Wii version, but with the, with the uh, Joy-Cons, then I'm there for sure. God, I was like, I would literally pay $60 again for Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door on Dude. Switch. And they do a lot of those ports. They charge a lot. It's like, oh, you want Final Fantasy ten and ten two for the upteenth time? Well, guess what, pal? $50 if you want it on the Switch. Dude, I thought that was like, so like the Konami anniversary collection for Castlevania and for Contra is only like 20 bucks, which makes sense. I'm like, okay, that's like a fair amount for like, I don't know, like five games or something like that that are like, you know, fucking 20 years old. But then like there was the collection of mana series or whatever came out. And I was like, oh, dude, I was like, I totally want that shit. I fucking love the mana games. And it was like 40 bucks. And I was like, dude, fuck you, dude. I'm not paying yeah, $40. It's a, it's a steep price, man. Yeah. When one of them's a fucking Game Boy game, like I am not paying fucking $40 for an original Game Boy game, I'm like, I'll just fucking play that shit on my PSP. Like, 
You got me fucked up. (laughs) You think I'm paying that shit? And I'm at that in-between games period of my life right now where it's like, I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2 for a long time, and I was playing like the Marvel Spider-Man game, and then Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, and I was like, I'm going to put everything on pause and play that game. I got through Kingdom Hearts 3, and then I went back, and I did Red Dead Redemption 2, which took me forever, so that game is really long. And I do not get very much time to play video games. That's another thing that the Switch saves me on. It's the only way I can play games. Because I'll play it for like 10 minutes. And then I'll have to come back to it like two days later. That's why I love the Switch. But yeah, Red Dead took me forever to get through uh, Red Dead 2. And then I bought like the DLC for Marvel's Spider-Man. Because I was just jonesing for more Spidey action after seeing Far From Home. So then I hopped in on that train. And now I don't know what to play. I was like, I've since I got the Switch, I've played games more than I think I have in like years because of the Switch. Just being able to take it to like work, and then like I play it like in the car. Absolutely, like, it's started, the like, best for like traveling. It's the best. Yeah, and it's like at night I would play like GameCube games and stuff in the bedroom, but then I was like, man, I have to get up and fucking turn it off and stuff. And now that I have the Switch, I'm like, I can just turn it off and throw that shit on the nightstand and call it a day. Like exactly, and like come back to it many days later and be in the exact same spot. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I've been playing. I've kind of been switching back and forth still between Fire Emblem and Mario Maker Two. Are like the two main ones I've been playing. I've barely touched Mario Maker 2, sad to say. Um, I'm not going to make anything. I don't have the time for that. But like, I, I, I tried to play like one or two of your levels, and I was like, fuck this, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, this is impossible. <laughs> Which, uh, Matt, if you're still if you're listening to this, fuck you for still booing my levels. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, Matt's like talking to me today about how he's like, he has some ideas for some levels he wants to make, and I'm like, good, because I'm going to fucking boo that shit. <laughs> like, my levels are not that bad. I have played way worse. There's way worse shit than, oh, like, oh, does he what al- I does he, al- like, does he also think they're very hard? <laughs> well, he, he told his excuse, because I was like, why did you boo my shit? And he said his excuse was that he didn't think the ducking and jumping was, like, a cool mechanic to build a level around. <laughs> and I was like, okay. What? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I th- I was like, I haven't seen any other levels like that, like on there. I mean, there's a ton that it's like, you know, switch blocks and like, of course, utilizing the other, I was like, this shit's like not even technically like a mechanic that like super Mario maker that you added. It's like shit you could do in the original Mario maker, like Mario games. It's like such a game maker guy response to have, though. I don't think building a level around this particular mechanic is is a very well way of uh, representing the game, Super Mario yeah. Maker Two. Yeah, it's coming from someone who hasn't even made a level. I was like, yeah, make your. Fr-. But then again, like I and that's also I played Alex's levels, and it's like a hodgepodge. It's like fucking hodgepodge of like let me cram every like thing possible into one level. And now you get to run through it. Yeah, I enjoyed Alex's levels for sure. There was a couple, like, I, there was one that was the hodgepodge one that I was like, dude, fuck this. Like, I beat it, but I was like, and he's like, oh, there's some secret, like, way where you can avoid all this shit. And I was like, dude, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I was really drunk, too, and it took me, like, 50-something attempts to get through one of his levels, but I was determined. 
to, to get through it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I've been pl- really. I think the next game I'm waiting for is a uh, Link's Awakening. I think is the next one. Oh yeah, that's coming real soon. I'm looking forward to that. I have been playing Stardew Valley again. And, then, and what happened was, like, back in March at a work event, I won a Nintendo Switch. But, of course, I already had one. And I gave it to my wife under the guise that if I could convince her to play some games, then I'll get to play some games because I don't have that much time to play them. So I gave her a Switch and I got her Let's Go Eevee. <laughs> and then she got into that for a while. And then after, like, she reached, like, the Elite Four and then just dropped the game. For some reason, it's like and at then, the very end, and of I was the like, game. <laughs> I gotta get her on another game so I can play games again. And I was like, well, she loved Animal Crossing because I got her a DS a couple of years ago, and she played Animal Crossing like every day for a year. So I was like, Stardew Valley is like the more intricate Animal Crossing. I could get her hooked on that, and it worked like gangbusters. <laughs> she plays Stardew Valley all the time. She's playing it right now while we record this, and so like. Then she started doing shit that I never did on the game. I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, I was getting pissed about it. So I was like, I dropped like fucking 60 hours into this game. And she's doing shit that I never did. So I was like, all right, I'm going back. And I'm going to prove that I'm the guy here at this game. Whose name is not Chris Stevenson. I will show that I am the starting Valley guy. So then I've been like playing it religiously the last couple weeks. Uh, just like exuding my dominance at Stardew Valley. Yeah, every time I see her online, you're either playing Stardew Valley or you're playing uh, NBA 2K. Yeah, that's a severe addiction that I've had for a very long time. Like, a game of 2K a day is, like, my medicine. It's, like, what centers me. <laughs> it's, like, a, like, there's an absurd amount of hours spent on 2K, and the sad thing is I own it on every single console. <laughs> I play it all the time. You're, like, sign me up, Buttercup. You're, like... I'm in it to win it. It's just always the easiest thing for me because, like, it only takes me 20 minutes to get through a game of basketball. If I was, like, playing Red Dead Redemption, it'd, like, it'll take me 20 minutes to get to the mission. So, like... Walk to town. <laughs> yeah, the beauty of Red Dead Redemption 2, which I didn't discover until after I'd already sunk, like, 30 hours into the game, is, like, if you switch to cinematic mode while you're riding a horse, the game will take over and just ride the horse for you to whatever you marked on the location. So, like, I would just have my horse riding me to the mission, and then I would have my Switch out, and I'd be playing a different game. <laughs> While Brent did, I was going to the mission. It would just take ten minutes to get there. <laughs> God damn it. Have you, uh, have you seen any good movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the best two movies that I've seen this year came out this past month. It's Overall, I think it's been a really disappointing year for movies. Like, there's not been a lot of shit that I was, like, super stoked about. Um, but, yeah, uh, I saw Midsommar at the beginning of last month, and that was some dope, dope stuff. It's from Ari Aster, the guy who made uh, Hereditary. So, if you, did you see Hereditary? I did. See, I <laughs> So, I saw Hereditary, and it was one of those where I, like, wait like i waited until like you know it was kind of like it was out on dvd and stuff already and like you know i had heard nothing but good things about it and people were saying how it was like amazing and it was super scary and stuff so i was like like but i didn't really know what it was about 
because I like watched like a trailer I think for it, but even the trailer was kind of vague as to like what it was about. I just knew like someone died and stuff, and I was like, all right. I was like, and I watched it, and it's kind of like I don't know, like The Witch and stuff, where it's like going in, I had this kind of idea of like kind of what I thought it was gonna be like, and then it was like nothing about like what i thought it was i can't be believe like. are you putting hereditary on the same level of the witch <laughs> no 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 i would okay. watch hereditary with like the witch was shot like i thought the witch was shot beautifully but yeah, i did not really boring. <laughs> yeah it was boring and then the ending i'm like that was it like, yeah exactly that end. was the exact reaction that i had i saw the witch in theaters and there was like a bunch of older people in the theater and we were there on opening night and they after the, when the credits started they're like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes? What? <laughs> Dude, well, I went and saw The Witch in theaters, too, because uh, for one of Megan's classes or whatever, it was, like, extra credit. So her and her friend and me went and saw it in theaters. And, like, we were all sitting there, like, uh... <laughs> I was like, this is not at all what I was, like, some, like, slice of life in the fucking, like, plague era of <laughs> society. <laughs> Oh my god! But, no, but uh, did you? But overall, did you think it was at least all right? I think the thing is that people get too hyped for horror movies, and I I don't know if it's just for me because I literally don't get scared by horror movies like ever. There is like two instances in my life where I was scared <laughs> watching a horror movie. So like I I, mean, I just go for like the artistic value or the creepiness and shit like that. Well, yeah, it definitely had artistic that like. There was definitely a lot of really good moments. I thought in Hereditary, I just didn't like the like again. It had like the like crazy like the ending was crazy, and I was just kind of like, "What the fuck?" Like at the end. <laughs> Have you seen uh, that his new movie Midsummer? No, I've seen and I've heard that's good. And I saw online today they were like gonna release that like extended cut or whatever of it that's supposed to be even more fucked up. Yeah, man, it's a trippy-ass movie. I mean, that literally, like, you feel like you're on drugs when you watch it. Like, it's, like, very bizarre psychological horror. Well, and I'll probably, because I'll probably give it a watch when it comes out. Because that was, like, uh, I don't know, like, I was super pumped for Us, too, and I was pretty... Don't tell me you didn't like Us. Oh, my God. it was fucking crazy. It was not... What? I was going to say Us is the third best movie I've seen this year. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, out of, (laughs) out of, like, out of, like, all, like, I watched Crawl, and I put Crawl above Us. Wow. I haven't seen (laughs) Crawl, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like it more than Us. (laughs) Like, like, I see what Us was going for, and I, I mean, I like the concept of it in parts but at the same time it had like moments where i was kind of like why <laughs> like like the like the ending and stuff i was kind of just like okay like i guess that that's what was going on i don't know i guess it was just too above me too like <laughs> i guess i just wasn't smart enough to oh my god no all the little nuances <laughs> of it to truly appreciate it <laughs> Like I loved Get Out. Like I thought, like Get. I thought Get Out was better than Us. Uh, I could. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree there. But uh, and then the best movie I think I've seen this year, which came out really recently, was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino. I've, I've heard amazing things about that, and I I haven't watched. Um, 
Like, I haven't watched a lot of his, like, more recent. Like, I never watched Hateful Eight. I'd say Hateful Eight's, like, my least favorite of his movies. It's just, like, really long and all within one setting and stuff. It's definitely, I'd say it's probably his weakest work. And I say that, like, including, like, Death Proof from uh, <laughs> Grindhouse. <laughs> but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, man, like, it just, my jaw was dropped after that movie because it's, like, it's strange. It's, like, very much not a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like, it doesn't have the same structure and the same, like, rhythm that all his other movies have. It's, like, really, like, somber and, like, slow and stuff. And it doesn't have, like, his real flashy, like, typical ways of doing things. But it, it is really long, but it doesn't feel really long. And it's just, yeah. like, afterwards, like, I had to think on it for a day. And then, like, the next day, I was like, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of people, like, thought that it was going to be more about the Manson murders and stuff. And I guess that's only, like, a really small part of the movie. Right, yeah. It's, yeah, it's very, like, you literally only see Charles Manson himself for, like, ten seconds in the movie. Like, literally, what you see of him in the trailer is what he is in the movie. You, he doesn't have any lines. You do not see him. Sorry, I know that's, like a spoiler but like for fuck's sake it doesn't matter spoiler warning tanner's gonna ruin the movie for you i i just revealed that you the scene that you saw in the trailer is indeed in the movie (laughs) (laughs) there you go but yeah i loved it it's really good um i think there's a good chance that both leo and brad are up for some awards later this year uh that's good on the horizon, I'm really looking forward to Joker coming out soon. <laughs> Dude, I hope, I really hope that's good. I just like, good, it looks but... good, and I'm going into it not even thinking of it as a comic book adaptation because that's not what it is. And I'm not even going to relate it to Batman mythos or anything. I'm not even going to think of it in the DC realm. I'm just going to think of it as like a crime drama movie. And it's just, like, Taxi Driver or Goodfellas or, like, any sort of Martin Scorsese flick. I'm just going to look at it that way and not relate it to DC Comics, like, in what sort of way. And then, hopefully, that way, I'm just going to love the fuck out of it, is the idea. <laughs> That's at least how I'm approaching it. Yeah, because I, I was kind of hyped for Jared Leto's Joker, and then I was kind of let down. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> think? Just, it's by it. Well, you didn't like damage Joker? <laughs> I mean, looks like looks aside, like, I mean, I thought, like, his laugh and stuff was decent, aside from looking like, you know, like a pimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, like, well, his inspiration but... for that look was he studied, like, real-life Instagram gangsters. And that's what he modeled his Joker character after. It's like, I want lots of tattoos. I want a grill. <laughs> I want all this shit. And that's... So wait, he, are you telling me it's directly because of him that that's why he looked like that? That was his choice for the character. Him and the director, David Ayer. That's what the direction they wanted to go to. Like, I believe it was David Ayer's initial idea. And then they just took it really far. <laughs> Too far? <laughs> too damaged <laughs> <laughs> too damaged for you but i mean joaquin phoenix is like arguably one of if not the greatest actors alive right now so like i'm pretty sure it's at the very least going to be a powerhouse performance <laughs> so um i last was it? last week i saw spider-man finally oh dude yes i loved it i really did i thought it was great 
Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm about to unleash some Spider-Man spoilers, so if you haven't seen it yet, uh, fast forward to a point in the podcast where I'm no longer talking about it. There you go. Good luck to you. Dude, I love, well, this isn't even a spoiler, but I, Jake Gyllenhaal was amazing. He was perfect. He was perfect. And like, I mean, I, what I'll say about the movie is like, it was 100% what I expected. Like every beat of the movie was exactly what I thought would happen until the post credits and the mid credit scene. But the actual movie itself, everything happened exactly as I predicted it would because anybody who knows Spider-Man comics or whatever like knows exactly what's going to happen with that character like and they did isn't i yeah the post credits blew me away like i was like dude they fucking revealed it like that he's spider-man like i know in the comics that happened i was trying to remember because it's been so long i couldn't remember like do you like what comic storyline was it that like his identity was revealed civil war was it Civil War that it was, it was a, Civil War? It, it was out? the second issue of Civil War. Yeah, he took he purposefully took his mask off in front of the yeah. world. Yeah, because I thought I was trying to remember because does do you know the Civil War happened before or after House of M? Um, I want to say after, and Matt's probably screaming somewhere if he's listening to this. He's like, "You idiots! House of well, M is in this time." <laughs> Well, because when I saw, because I remembered, like, because I thought I was like, because I don't know for whatever reason I had it in my head that initially, Spider-Man's identity was like leaked, kind of like how it was in the post-credit scene, oh, right. and that everyone knew he was Spider-Man, and then it just kind of became a thing. But then, in House of M, when Scarlet Witch, like, you know, changes everything or whatever, and then like when everything goes back to the way like it was i thought that like nobody remembered he was spider-man anymore and then that's kind of like how they like erased that but then he like came out legitly like later i don't remember but i thought that's what happened but i could also be very wrong because it's been so long since i've read right (laughs) yeah i feel you there like i i remember civil war pretty well but yeah um yeah, I thought it was great. Oh my god! But since we already went straight to the mid-credits scene, like yeah. oh my god, when J.K. Simmons showed up as J. Jonah Jameson, I yes. literally screamed in the theater. I had never <laughs> been so excited for a moment. Like how that did not leak on the internet and get into my eyes, like before that movie came out, is all the power to Marvel. Thank you, because that was like the greatest thing that's happened in cinema in my eyes and god knows how long like i was because well, it's, it's like he will always be him like it's one of those roles where it's just like you know robert downey jr will always be like anytime you think tony stark you're gonna think robert downey jr it's just like, yeah absolutely anytime you think of him you're gonna think of him you, yeah you can't like he is jameson like it's just perfect so like i hope they bring him back for the next one that'd be amazing no pun intended <laughs> but uh yeah uh, i love that they used the uh the way that they did Mysterio, particularly in the uh, climax of the film when they're showing the way he does things. Um, they had an actual... Yeah. Are we spoiling that? or? Are we, yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. I already gave the spoiler warning, so you, oh, can, yeah, yeah. you don't well, need to beat around I the just, I just loved that they had him in a legitimate like movie motion capture suit 
It's like what he was already wearing during the production, but they're like, oh, this time we're just not going to put CG over you. Just walk around in that thing. And it was just like great, because at the beginning of the movie, like when it started, because of course going into it, I'm like, he's going to be a fraud. He's going to be using uh, illusions and shit, all this blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, at the beginning of the movie, like his acting was really bad. And I'm like, why is Jake Gyllenhaal so terrible at acting right now? And then I was like, oh, it's probably because he's a character who's acting right now. I guess to two characters who were acting as well, because it wasn't Nick Fury. <laughs> Dude, so I had, there was one thing that, like, when I walked out of Spider-Man, like, on the car ride home, I was, like, sitting in the car trying to wrap my head around this, and I still haven't figured it out. And um, so, because in the movie, Jake Gyllenhaal, Mysterio, like, his whole origin thing was that, you know, he's from a different universe, which introduces the multiverse. He's not from Earth 616 or whatever our Earth is called. And, but, you know, in the end, you know, you find out that, you know, it was all an act or whatever. He deceived. So, like, was he legit? Wasn't was he legitimately from? Because it showed the clip from I don't know which Iron Man that was. Like it was like Iron Man two or three or whatever with the hologram tech. So the original. Yeah. So he's from our Earth, right? He's not yeah. actually from. Yeah, man, that but, was all just an act. Yeah, but in the new, they already announced in the new Doctor Strange and stuff. It's called the Multiverse of Madness. So it's like. They, they already kind of teased the multiverse, and it seems like they are going to actually delve into the multiverse stuff. Well, it's like they so, uh, in Iron Man 3, they faked out the Mandarin, and now he's going to be in Shang-Chi. So, like, I guess. Just... I was just kind of like, it was, I just thought that was weird. I was like, then if this is a real thing, then, like, how is it a lie if it was, like, a real thing? It was just a really lucky lie, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Maybe but, the real yeah. Nick Fury would have seen through that. I thought it was crazy that, like, I don't know, how many times have we seen the Tom Holland Spider-Man now? It's in Civil War, Homecoming, and then the last two Avengers movies. So this is, like, the fifth time we've seen him. And in the very end of the movie, for the first time, we finally see, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Spider-Man swinging through the city of New York, <laughs> like, which is something we have not seen, like, at all. In the movies. And then we see it, and immediately the entire world finds out that he's Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like, damn it. <laughs> well, it's because they were like, you've already seen three other movies where he's doing this. Fine. <laughs> With, well, uh, let's be honest. Nobody saw Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I wish I didn't. I didn't. I saw the first one, and I was like, yeah, and then I saw this, the trailer for the second one, and I was like, yeah, it's a hard pass. Like, Spider-Man 3 is terrible, but it's hilariously terrible. And, like, there are moments in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 that are hilariously terrible, but for the most part, it's just, like, painfully terrible. And that's never fun for anybody. Yeah, I was just like... I mean, I didn't necessarily think Andrew Garfield was, like, a terrible Spider-Man, but... Yeah, but he was a like... skater bro, Peter Parker... Yeah, like I don't know I'm still conflicted man about how like last December I saw the greatest Spider-Man film of my life (laughs) into the Spider-Verse 
And then, like, I'm still gripping with the fact that, like, I'm now saying that there is a Spider-Man film that is better than Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. And it's, like, something that I still haven't accepted. I was like, so funny enough, I haven't seen into the Spider-Verse yet. What in God's name is wrong with you? Get off of this podcast and go watch it immediately. I don't, it's, I, I like. They even put it on Netflix now, man. I know, I I have it downloaded on my computer. It's on Netflix now and I just haven't watched it. Watch it on the biggest, bestest TV you got access to because it is a work of art. It literally changed the game of animation. It's the most gorgeous film. I know, I, uh. So uh, I was like, Matt's going to be the guest on the podcast next week, and I promised him I will have watched it by then so that he wants to talk to me about it so bad, and I was like, dude, I haven't seen it yet. Dude, shame on you. I cannot believe this. You're giving Crawl high praise, and you haven't seen the (laughs) fucking Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Academy Award winning Best Animated Feature Spider-Man Into the (laughs) Spider-Verse. But it's like... I don't know. It's like I'm like weird about that shit because it's like I know it's good. It's like I already know it's good and I'm gonna love it. And it's like for some reason, like in my heart, it's like because I know I'm gonna love it and that it's gonna be good. I'm like I don't need to watch that right now. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Dude, I do not understand that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I have zero patience. Like I go to like every movie premiere because I will not wait a second. If it's something I want to see, like, I'm just going to see it immediately at, like, 6 o'clock on a Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, I was, like, I've literally sat there, like, the, like, a couple weeks ago and watched through, like, four out of the six Sharknado movies, but I haven't watched into the Spider-Verse. Dude, seriously, oh my god, it's so amazing. It was literally my favorite movie of last year, and it's rough for me to say that, like, a Spider-Man movie was not this I mean of course I fucking adore Spider-Man but it's just weird to say that the best movie I saw last year being all big film snob or whatever was a Spider-Man animated movie no doubt like from Sony who would have thought like it's crazy (laughs) Uh, hey I was like that's what happens when you take risks with your IPs yeah what do you call Venom (laughs) I mean, apparently they're making a sequel, so... Well, it was highly successful. It was a trash movie. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in the movie theater. But it it made a lot of money. Yeah, I watched it. I mean, I thought it was okay. Like, it wasn't... I mean, it wasn't the worst, like, like, superhero movie I've ever seen. If it came out in, like, 2003, 2004, that would have been, like, the greatest superhero movie. But you come out 2018 with that movie, man, it's like... It belongs with, like, the Fantastic Four and Daredevil from the early 2000s. Dude, that would be hilarious if, like, in, like, a post credit scene for, like, Venom, it's, like, him, and then you see, like, Punisher from, like, Punisher War Journal, and, like, Ben Affleck is Daredevil and stuff, <laughs> and it's, like, all the 2000, like, superhero people. Oh, my God. Or what the if... The comes in. Or what if Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man shows up? God, yeah. I heard that they were trying to get like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in, into the Spider-Verse or whatever, and they yeah. couldn't get it to work. I know, it's a bummer, but there's so much Spidey goodness in that movie. Like, <laughs> you get plenty of goods there, and it is, I cannot praise that movie enough. It's so good. I was like, uh, Wednesday, I'm going to go see the new, the 40 meters below Revenge. <laughs> 
have fun with that. <laughs> Dude, did, did you watch? Did you watch the first one? No, I'm, uh, <laughs> I can't say I'm a aficionado of Shark Attack movies. I saw that one with like Blake Lively because I had to, <laughs> but I I don't. Then it's not like you know, Shark Monster movie is not really my kind of thing. Dude, I was like, I will say to its credit. Because I was like, yeah, I hadn't seen it, but I was like, well, I was like, we better watch it because I know the new one's coming out or whatever. And we go see all the creature movies and stuff. And uh, I was like, I was like, I mean, I heard this was like okay or whatever. So I watched the first forty meters below, but like, there's a twist like at the end that I wasn't expecting. Lay it on I'm me. Like, Lay it on me. Uh, um. So it's like you know the whole thing is like to i think they're friends yeah it's like mandy moore and somebody else in like a shark cave and they're they're the the crank breaks i listened to your podcast about this this yeah. why I know. <laughs> yeah okay now i remember now i know why i know yeah it. They, they go to cabo and they like yeah they get stuck underwater or whatever but like the twist was because it like they were running out of oxygen from their tanks and the people on the boat were trying to get them more oxygen and they were like, you have to be careful, though, because you'll get, I don't know, carbon monoxide poison or something. You'll start, like, hallucinating if, like, if you, like, start are under there too long with the air tanks right. and stuff. And the one chick's, like, leg ends up getting stuck, like, under the cage or whatever. So she's kind of trapped. And then her one sister is trying to, like, go out to, like, get something or whatever to help, like, get her untrapped. But she ends up getting her leg unstuck, and then her sister got taken by a shark and is, like, dying out. And then the people come, and it's, like, they rescue them, and the one chick has, like, a gash on her hand or whatever. And they're, like, on the boat, and, like, the there's, like, helicopters and, like, whatever. It's, like, towards the end of the movie, and it's, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, they saved them, whatever. Like, the one sister is, like, dying or whatever, but I guess she's going to live. And then the one chick's, like, the sun's in her face, and she's, like, holding her hand in front of uh, her face. And you see kind of, like, blood, like, floating up, like, out of her hand, like, pouring. And she's, like, waving, and it's all kind of, like, ghost image, like, shadow, like, whatever. And she's, like, looking at her hand, and it's all trippy. And then it cuts, and it, like, shows she's actually underwater still. (laughs) And her sister's, like, legit dead, and she's, like, hallucinating, like, laughing, like bleeding out underwater and then like it actually shows the rescue people coming and they're like we need to get you out or whatever and she's like laughing all like fucking like crazy and stuff and her sister's like legit dead oh my i was God. like i was like dude i did not expect that like well, that's in the a, last like five minutes well, that's a fun twist <laughs> i wonder if the uh sequel quote unquote will uh try to do something similar yeah, I was like, I haven't watched the trailer for it. I'm assuming it has, like, nothing to do with the first one. Zero, yeah. Really, yeah. But that's just, like, because, uh, yeah, we were on a monster movie binge for, like, a while. Because, like, Megan never saw Lake Placid. Oh, God uh, forbid. With <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I heard you rewatch the classic Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> yeah, and I we watched the second one too that came out last year and it was fucking awful. Really? So it was the first twenty years ago. Yeah, but the first one it was like it was like one of those where it's like the room where it's like it's bad but it has so many like funny bad. Oh, absolutely! It. Yeah, it's just not fun when something's like going for bad. Yeah, whereas like the second one was like there was like parts in the second one where like this dude's like injecting himself with like the shark DNA to like make himself smarter or whatever 
and it's like every time he did it it's like that fucking meme of like that confused looking woman with all the math symbols like all over right, her face yeah. it legitimately did that every single time he did this and i was like this is, came out last year i'm like why the fuck are you doing this Oh, I forgot about that Jason Statham movie, The Meg, from last year. I know I saw it. I don't remember a single thing about it, except for it had a really giant shark on it. Um, yeah, I was like, Megan watched that while I was like working on stuff, and I just kept catching glimpses of it. And it's just like him walking around like shirtless for like 80% of the movie. I saw Hobbs and Shaw a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I'm a big Fast and Furious fan, and... Uh, I was like, oh shit, this looks insanely stupid, I've gotta see it, and uh, it really took it up a notch, it took it up way more, like, the Fast and Furious movies are absurd, but, like, this took it to a whole new level, like, it was just ridiculous to the max. Dude, on Twitter, like, I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw yet, but I, someone I follow on Twitter was describing the movie, and it was like, the best description I've ever heard, and I told someone at work about it who saw the movie, and they're like, yeah, that is accurate. And their description was, they were like, Hobbs and Shaw is the equivalent of, as a kid, when you're playing with Hot Wheels, and you're making up a story, yes. and you just write oh down everything God. that comes up like in the story when you're a kid, and that's the movie. <laughs> that's perfect. That's exactly it, man. Oh, it's insane. Like, Idris Elba is like an impenetrable human in the Fast and Furious realm, and he can, like, blast through a, a, you know, a double-decker bus and just get up and stuff. It's very, very weird. And there's two big A-list celebrity cameos in the movie that are, like, nutso out of left field. <laughs> Dude, it's like uh, my friend George that saw it said that, like, at one point, like, they're on some island or something, and then fucking... They come with, like, all these guns, and they end up setting off some, like, EMP thing or whatever that just, like, makes the guns not work anymore. And I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) They were, like, uh, electro-signature guns where they, like, had to have, like, a fingerprint to use them or whatever. So the logic was they wouldn't work because of the EMP. But if you want to know something even crazier than that, if we're going to get light spoilers here about the movie... um, there's a part where there's this, like, extremely important, like, blood machine. There's, like, this character, like, the main plot is, like, this, uh, Shaw's, uh, sister has, like, poison blood that will, like, become a toxin released into the air and kill, like, all the planet or whatever, something ridiculous like that. And they have this extremely ridiculous blood machine that, like, you, it looks like a sci-fi creation. And it gets damaged and broken. And then The Rock is like, I know just the place to take it to. And they go to Hawaii, and he takes it to his brother, who is a mechanic. (laughs) 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 And then it's like his brother for two days fixing this extremely scientific, ridiculous blood machine. And he's a goddamn mechanic (laughs) on on an island in Hawaii. He's like... All I had to do was change the spark plugs. And he's like, but wait, I've got a 3D printer. I can fix it. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I was like, what else is coming out? I was like, because, uh, yeah, there's a couple. Of, I, I kinda, Now that I have A-list, I go to the movies about, like, once a week. Absolutely, yeah. And so this week I'm going to go see the 40 meters below. I was like, 
next week I want to go see uh, Ready or Not. Oh, yeah, I hear good things about that. Yeah, that's been getting really good reviews, and I want to see that. And I kind of want to see, just for shits and giggles, go see a Good Boys. Yeah, it could be. It looks like it could be fun. I like Seth Rogen movies, so like I'm sure I'll find it enjoyable. You're like, even Sausage Party? No, actually, I did not like <laughs> Sausage Party. I, I, dude, I got like maybe 10 minutes into Sausage Party, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> like, oh. like, this is like humor for like eight-year-old boy like i just can't take this <laughs> wait did you never finish it no man i couldn't get out of the first scene in the grocery store i was like this is not my cup of tea <laughs> like i was like you didn't get to see the giant food orgy at the end where they all fuck each other i did not no nope. yeah you missed out yeah it was uh to say the least not funny and that's from the same animation studio that brings you sony pictures spider-man into the spider-verse <laughs> which is an incredible feature. <laughs> I'm like, well, there was some uh, time in between the two of them. so I hope that Matt listens to this podcast so he knows my appreciation for the film and that I gave you shit for not having seen it, which is absurd. I cannot believe you've gone this long. You've seen Venom, but you haven't seen that. I know. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, you heard it here first. I'm a piece of shit. All right. I haven't seen Spider-Man. In this. I'm going to watch it. Probably this weekend, so that I'll be ready Sunday or whenever I'm recording. Or with you Matt. don't watch it, and then you start recording with Matt, and then reveal to him that you didn't watch it, <laughs> and then so see how I'll he watch, reacts. I'll watch the first ten minutes just so I can like lead in like I did watch it, and I'm like, all right, uh, time to come clean. I only watched the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't miss the Spider-Man orgy at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit I was like I know there's a spider pig so you know it's gonna get freaky absolutely played by the great John Mulaney dude does uh, Gilbert Gottfried do any of the voices unfortunately not no I'm like then what's the point <laughs> I don't know but Nicolas Cage is in it as Spider-Man Noir and it's awesome <laughs> well I guess there's that then it's my favorite aspect so, when's the next episode of the Intellectual Tea Party coming out? Uh, never. That, <laughs> there won't be another episode of that particular podcast, which is terrible. You heard it here first. Which is terrible. <laughs> uh, exactly. You heard it here first because I never said anything on the page. And, like, literally once a week, I'm like, maybe I should post something on that page about how the fact that I'm not going to do this anymore. But, uh, so what happened was, that, like, Almost, like, immediately the podcast, like, went off the rails of what I had originally intended it to be, and I was just, like, I couldn't keep up with the schedule of doing an episode every single week, just, like, with all the stuff I do in life, like, I just literally didn't have the time for it, and I was not putting any effort into the actual productions of them because I was rushing them so quickly to get them in, so I'd literally just do a recording throw it on the uh, server site for my podcast, which I did not deactivate until last month. So I've been paying for it for like seven months without any episodes or some shit like that. I don't even remember when the last one was. But yeah, uh, so I'm paying for it. I never shut down like the Facebook page, but I took it off of all my other social medias. But uh, I left it there because like when I introduced my new podcast, like later this year, I figured I'd just wipe out all that shit but i wouldn't have to like regrow the audience you know what i mean 
on that particular platform. <laughs> yeah, you just change the profile name, update exactly, the Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm going for. Keep the for. RSS feed. <laughs> exactly. So, like, that's the idea. Is I could just keep it all there, like, whatever is easier. But, like, I'm starting school this week, but I only have to have half a semester. So I'll be done in October, then I'm going to focus full blast on getting that podcast up and running, which will explore the ideals of um, nostalgia. Ooh, do you have a name for it yet? That's the struggle and why I haven't talked about it is because I keep, <laughs> like, there's so many names that I keep thinking of and I'm like, I don't know if I like it. And so, like, I haven't settled on a name yet. I don't know if I want to talk fully about the idea. Well, I don't your audience is growing. I don't think anybody's going to steal my podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so, I don't think, like, all, like, 20 people, maybe, that listen to the podcast are going to take it. Yeah, if not, I'll sue. But, uh, basically, the concept of the podcast I'll be launching later this year is, um, it's a story in the idea of nostalgia goggles. So, like, all the time... You'll be talking to your friends, and they'll be talking about a movie you saw when you were, like, eight that you really loved. And they're like, oh, Space Jam. Fucking love Space Jam. It's a great movie. And I'm like, Space Jam is a terrible movie. What are you talking about? But people, you know, gravitate towards that idea of what they, for something they hadn't seen in forever. So the concept is, I'm going to uh, have a guest every time, and it's not going to be, like, I'm not going to be on a time crunch because it's like going to be pre-recorded and it's not based off of whatever's happening at the moment. So I'm yeah. going to, you know, I'm going to bank some episodes before I launch it so that I know I have content for like each week and I can actually spend the time to edit them and make them nice and stuff. But uh, so the idea is I'll have a guest host every time. We're going to watch a film from their past that they highly regard that I insist is bad. If even if I've seen it recently or not, I'll just like it'll just be like something that I think will be dog shit, and they think is awesome. And the concept is I'll have them explain their love for it or whatever beforehand. We watch the movie, and then they have to re-review it, and we discuss how the intricacies of the film and how it viewed from an older perspective, and how terrible things are once you see things <laughs> when you're older. So that's the concept. Basically, you'll be re-rating something that you're, you have nostalgia goggles for. And that's the idea. I'm going to crush some dreams. And I'm also going to have factoids and information about the productions of those movies to talk about. Dude, that sounds fucking dope. I want to, <laughs> I, do I get to be a guest? Of course, yes. Absolutely. I, like, I don't know what movie. We've got to find something that I can bash on that you love from your childhood. I don't know. <laughs> like... Like, is there like a certain like, is there like a certain time limit like, for like how old does it have to be like? No, I mean, from childhood. It could be from like, like it could be like five, ten years ago, and you think it's good. I'm like, dude, that movie sucks. And like, it's like a challenge essentially, and we'll just test this challenge. It's like my wife like all the time will bring up some like, like you know like Disney tween movie or something. Like we should watch this. I'm like, save it. I'm gonna want to watch this and talk about it because I haven't seen it before. <laughs> but I bet it's really bad, and so, like, I want to do it. So, like, you know, I'll watch anything. You know, you want to watch High School Musical? Hell yeah, I want to watch High School Musical. I want to see what that's about and see what you think about it now. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So, like, that's the concept, really. And it's not necessarily, like, bashing on something that you love. It's just really pointing out 
things and you could and you could see something and you could realize that it's really bad and still love it because <laughs> that's the feeling that you have for it but i just love testing it's like when i was a kid like when i was nine years old i thought episode one the phantom menace was the shit i'm like god damn you see the lightsaber battles in that star wars movie it's fucking awesome i went and saw that three times in the theater and I, you know you watch phantom menace you know even like five years after that when i was like 14 i'm like Holy hell, that's a really bad Star Wars movie. But I was just like entranced by it. Yeah, I was like, uh, I think I had a moment kind of like that recently where Megan said she'd never seen Crank 1 or 2. And I was like, oh, dude, I was like, Crank's so fucking badass. I was like, I'm so sad it never got a third one. And I put on Crank 1. And like after it was over, Megan's just like looking at me. And she's like, why'd you make me watch that? And I was like, all right. I was like, I'll admit that like some of the, like, I was like, it's a little dated of like, but the second one's like more recent than that one. I was like, and the second one's like even better. And I put on the second one and then she's just like, this still sucks. I'm just like, so then I'm like, I, I think it's still pretty good. At least crank. I love Crank 2 because Crank 2 didn't give a fuck. They're like, we're just going to go as bonkers as possible. It's <laughs> it was just like... so weird. I was like, I just love, like all the different camera shots. Like, but it, it also like doesn't help that like, you know, I was like, she's never also seen like Run Lola Run or like any of the other kind of like weird style, like weird shot, like movies like that. So I'm kind of like. You don't have the appreciation for this that I do. Well, I have good news for you, though. There is a third crank film. It's called Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it was Chet Chelios instead of uh, Deckard Shaw, man, that movie would have been cranked up. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Cranked up, like, ten more notches. <laughs> I know. That's on my list. Like, the new Hobbs and Shaw is on my list with Ready or Not and and, good boys and all the and it literally movies. disregards like pretty much the entire fast franchise so it is not vital to see those films at all considering that in the fast and furious franchise like deckard shaw like jason statham is a villain who's literally murdered members of the main fast family and now he's just buddying up with the rock and they don't yeah, just... they don't reference it at all he's just like gunning people down in a hospital and shit mm -hmm. and he's like no, nah, we cool. Exactly. It's insane. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that podcast and I'm definitely going to have you on. Maybe, maybe well, I've got some ideas of movies we can check out. You know, I've never seen the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie and I know that you have a quite the affinity yeah. for it. I could that see is, that being something we could visit to see. That's my that's my movie then. <laughs> I was like I was like, yeah, I was like for because I think that movie came out in like 2003, 2004. Yeah, around that area. I was like, yeah, like that and like Grandma's Boy. <laughs> like the two movies that I watched like all the time from Hollywood Video. <laughs> I bet both of those have got some wear and tear on them <laughs> from age. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I was like, but that sounds exciting though. I'm excited for, are you going to like, how like, is it going to be like a vi like an actual like podcast or is it going to be like a video? It's just going to be a podcast. I'm not going to have like a video component to it. 
okay, so it's just going to be, like, the audio of, like, before, like, an interview kind of thing beforehand, and then it's going to, like, cut to after you, you've watched Exactly, the yeah, yeah. And then we're going to, like, pull up, like, bullet points. I'll have categories to, like, ask about, and we'll, like, point out the most absurd things and, like, what's, like, aged, I guess, the best over time and vice versa, stuff like that. Um, so it should be a fun time. Yeah, and if uh, you ever run out of hosts, man, I'd love to come back on this one because I love chatting with you. Dude, well, you know I would love to have you on oh, again. Literally anytime, man. I'm ready for it. You're like, once I'm not working weekends anymore. Which I did get the news today. I won't be. Within the next, like, two weeks, I'll be back on a regular schedule. Nice. You said you were – so for you're working 410s now? Yeah, I work 410s. Friday through Monday, but on Saturday and Sunday, I work from home. I guess that's not too bad. It's pretty dope. It's but... great having three days off every week. Like, I just, like, if you want to bullshit for a day and do nothing, like, you don't feel like you wasted half of your weekend, you still have, like, two full days to do stuff. So, that's what I enjoy. Yeah. And it's, like, during the week when, like, everything's not ridiculously busy, so you can actually do stuff can actually like go out and like not have to like yeah there's happy hours everywhere you don't have to like be surrounded by people in movie theaters stuff like that you go to dutch bros and not wait in line for 25 minutes oh fuck dude there's a dutch bros across the street from my house and it's like the worst because it's like right outside of a mall and there's like no there's like it's the tiniest drive-through and literally the the line for Dutch Bros goes around the street into the main street and people like can't turn into the mall because of the line for Dutch Bros on a daily basis. So I stay clear of that Dutch Bros. <laughs> You're like, fuck that. Not today. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think that's gonna about wrap it up for uh, this this week's episode. Uh, where can our uh, listeners follow you at? Um, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> seeing as I don't have a, I, I don't have a current podcast, but you, and I'm not going to give you the page for my old one because it needs to either be hidden or come down or something in the very near future, perhaps right after this podcast. I'll give you my Twitter handle though, if you want to follow me at Tanman number one. That's just, it's just Tanman and then one. That's how you do it. You yeah, can. we'll have that in the description. For the video and stuff, and I'll definitely uh, shout out your new podcast once you have a name and a home for it. For sure. Yeah, I gotta start paying for it again. So, yeah, <laughs> Well, thanks for having me, man. It's been fun. No, thanks for coming on, and yeah, and I think that's gonna do it. Uh, <laughs>